Welcome to Take Me to the Cloud, a place for business professionals to hear insights and best practices from industry experts that combine cloud systems, operations, supply chain, and finance. Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the Take Me to the Cloud podcast. Um, Today, this episode is going to be focusing on resource management planning. Uh, Joining me today is uh, my colleagues, Joe Ritchie and Jones Yu, if you guys want to say hello. Hello, everyone. This is Joe. Hey, everybody. I'm Jones over here. So we're uh, talking about resource management plans today, and I kind of just wanted to provide an overview for everybody. Uh, In simplest terms, resource management plans are just a tool utilized to provide organization to a company and provide clarity to the client on who's going to be on the project. We use this every day within Withem to provide our clients the best service. Joe, if you just want to talk about where you've used utilized this before and how it's kind of began in your career. Yeah, I'm happy to, Brad, and, and thanks for including me. Helping clients for many years, it boils down to resources. We need people to get the job done, right? And the most effective way is to understand what we're going to ask of the resources. And I can say that services we provide, right, around software implementations or diagnostic services or fixing any sort of problems, right, is going to involve people for the most part. And we advocate that we would like to teach people as we provide services to our clients. So it's important in this aspect about resource management. Because let's face it, when we help other clients, they have their day job. No surprise. And we have to be realistic in terms of what we're going to ask them to do and within what time period we're going to ask them to do it in. And that is the crux, I think, that we're going to tackle today, guys. Yeah, exactly. Having a good resource management just ensures for our client that we have the right people on the job doing the right work at the right time. We don't want to be providing wasted hours and costs to a client because we don't have it set in stone who's going to be on the project. Um, I just think overall the efficiency improves and it also helps us internally. It gives our project managers clarity into where each of our staff members are putting hours to and where sometimes we have clients that need extra help. So, we, hey, we have a staff member over here. Let's pull them over and get that extra help. And we know they have availability because we have the, our management plan set up already. And Joe or Jonesy, you've worked as a PM on multiple projects. I'm sure you've seen this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to resource management planning, the thing that I love most about it is it needs to consider a lot of things and it needs to consider things at different altitudes. And so I'd like to think that when it comes to being a part of a team that needs to have these ideas in their mind when they set these plans into stone, what often comes to my mind personally is that. On one hand, a resource management plan kind of looks like it just divides roles and divides times between who's on the project and who's available. But I think that a really good resource management plan at the end of the day really needs to get into the intrinsic factors of what is somebody's responsibility on this plan? What is uh, the accountability of people? And is there relevancy to the things that people are assigned to? So for example, we can look at metrics simply as saying, okay, In this project, we need to have time, we need to have resource, we need to have money accounted for. But I think a really good resource management plan really talks about, okay, but is there good 
prioritization between resources and is there effective prioritization between resources? Is there resistance to change at any point in time where if a resource is put into something and something needs to change, is that doable? Is, there pos is that possible? And most importantly of all, because we can only expect so much unexpected items, uh, are there protective buffers in place that go into a good resource management plan? So definitely I think you know, to, to be able to fly at different altitudes, I'd like to call them, and being able to track goals and being able to develop metrics that go into a good resource management plan, I think that allows us to really be on our best approach forward, no matter what the project is, no matter what industry the project is, no matter what staff members, no matter, uh, you know, the experience of the staff members on the team, I think that's what makes a, a good team be able to move forward. And I think, um, well, first of all, Joe, I know that we kind of covered a lot of topics and a lot of different factors right now. Do you have any specific examples or, or insights throughout your career with them or anywhere else uh, that you really think is relevant to resource management planning? I do. And as I was listening to describe how you described it, Jones, there was the one key word in there for me was relevance. Think about our clients that we engage to help. And let's let's call upon software implementations, right? Uh, ERP implementations or CRM implementations. I think what we find in terms of relevancy is that the people we work with have never engaged in the type of product or project that we're asking them to do. So imagine if you're them, okay? What do we do to try to help them? I think the first thing that we always advocate for is education. So we try to provide product information that's relevant, is that word again, right? That's relevant to the project. So we would ask our clients, invest time, watch some videos, okay? In today's world, there's many videos, okay, available. You can self-study on certain aspects of, of software, okay, before you start to engage with the WITHM team. Now, we try to get them to start to be relevant. But again, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Even for, for both of you, Brad and Jones, right, as you're working with WITHM clients, you've gone through the education part, you've learned about the software, and yet I think there's a takeaway that this is not an exact science, right? Mm -hmm. Advisory services have to have adaptability in terms of absorbing information and learning. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that relevance factors into a person's skills, okay, and their experience. I think that's really important. We can have the best resource management plan and we can say, let's take a task. All right, this task should have work effort drivers. And we're going to make a guess based on our experiences working with other. But right there, I just said experiences from others. So the relevancy with someone new, they might have great experience and they can get a task done sooner than we anticipated. Mm -hmm. Or vice versa, the complexity of a task and the work effort associated with that task could cause them to need more time. It's mm -hmm. all relevant. Mm -hmm. So to mm -hmm. me, 
to answer that question, what I've seen in the last 40 some odd years is just that. People have different skill knowledge, experience, okay, and relevancy to what we're going to ask them to do. And now, later we'll talk about how clients expect them to adapt, learn, and get their day, day job done. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. It's definitely not easy. And one thing, Joe, you just said there, your past 40 years, you've been utilizing this, but I'm sure these past two years have been completely different with COVID coming. And now there's a whole nother wrench thrown into the complexity of managing resources when nobody's actually in office. And having the mm -hmm. ability to visit client sites and talk to them in person, it makes it a lot easier for some tasks to be completed. But now a resource management plan is even more vital because we're managing people all across the country that aren't even in the same states or the same countries, and they got to come together to get a job done for a client. So you have to have that clarity to eat, to be able to provide the service we want and the quality of service. And that's where I think now with the work from home life, uh, resource management plan is even more important. And Jonesy, what do you think about that? I think that uh, it, it's, it's really cool because as I'm listening to both yourself and Joe speak about, you know, learning and being aware of what different experiences, skill sets, or really precedents, right, that things have set. I think going back to resource management planning's traits uh, and how it kind of makes everything, it, it makes or breaks projects, really. One thing that I'm learning from my projects at Witham is that a good resource management plan also is able to learn from previous iterations of resource management plans. Like a good resource management plan needs to be able to have a good audit trail or have a good transparency system behind it in terms of understanding its KPIs so that the next turn around or the next flight around, we're able to have learnings from that in itself. So for example, Brad, with your work from home example, I think that probably with them and many companies out there we're kind of blindsided at first for the very first little bit interim period when COVID first arrived because people were thinking, oh, is this going to be a forever situation? Is this going to be a temporary situation? And then good resource management plans uh, are able to bring our companies, these companies in these situations back into a very, very operative and effective state. And I think that, for example, when it comes to any sort of project where we might have a good resource management plan that takes in priorities and buffers, I also, as the PM or anybody else who's on the project in the governance side, will also need to consider, okay, if things are overutilized or underutilized on this project, we have to have a system that can analyze why that is the case. And I think that uh, it just kind of circles back to Joe's relevancy point. I think that feedback loop for, or contingencies need to be kind of at least be on paper and need to understand if something goes wrong, how can we mitigate it? And how that applies to the next case. Joe, I was wondering. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say early warning signs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And in today's world, Brad, as you know, right, not that we need to be more collaborative, but the collaborative tools that we provide clients, you know, we do whiteboarding online now with our clients. We do the surveys with our clients to bring them interactively into a conversation. Think about relevancy of learning those skills. So not only do we are we asking them to learn about the software project, now we're asking them to learn about collaboration tools. Okay. Yeah. And you got, you know, 
it, it could be a it could be a bit, okay. Mm-hmm. And yet, I think our clients, in terms of collaborating with them, just affords the work week to just be not defined anymore. Quite frankly, yeah. Um, so, what do I mean by that? Well, people might think the work week is Monday to Friday, but if you think about it, with others working remotely, they're integrating work life with personal life. I know you both know we've been on call Saturday and Sundays with our clients, mm-hmm. but and that during the week you got to get your personal stuff done. What does that say? Resource management, time management, right? On how they're going to allocate it to an activity. But the early warning signs, very simple. And I have a client, I just helped do this. They just signed up to implement a software product. Our role is to be their ERP advisor, right? Provide change management services and to guide them about what are the best practices in implementing software because they hired another professional services firm to implement the software with them. So really we're supplement the client team. So right from the beginning, we saw from this other integrator, they had a very high level resource management plan and that's common, but it was very easy to detect for me to take out the contract that the client signed and say, okay, here's what they're asking of your people from these roles. Let's put them in a simple Excel worksheet Let's map them out across the weeks. Now, what about each person's day job? Let's add those hours in. And very, very quickly, this became a revealing mathematical exercise to say, is this doable for someone to work these amount of hours, right, over Mm -hmm. a period of time? No. Yes, two weeks, three weeks, right? But it's we know it's not sustainable. And here comes the early warning sign, Jones. It's <laughs> not sustainable, right? From from a human behavior aspect to expect more of that. Because what happens? Diminishing returns. So if I can share one example is just put that simple exercise together of what you're asking your people to do and think about is it accomplishable? And mm-hmm. most times it is not. And then we make it makes for a very hard project. So what happens then? Well, a couple of things can happen. We could say backfill your core project team so they get more time to dedicate to the project. And we have seen that produces a, a better probability of success. Or if you felt the project was going to be six months, you might now have to make it nine months. So give the people more time to get the task done, all right? So in that latter example, I've showed that to my client and it's not going to cost them any more money because the work effort, I'm going back to work effort, is still the same, but we just agree to do it over a longer period of time. Or backfill, get those administrative tasks done and let your core project team stay focused and then reduce their day hours so it's more manageable. That make makes sense? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It also helps I'm, with burnout, ensuring there's no burnout on projects and mm-hmm. making sure we're providing the highest quality of effort across the and board. And I just think it's also just it's really nice to to see, you know, that amount of care, top down, bottom up, to see that there's thought 
put into beyond just hours and days, but also thinking about the long term, the bigger picture. We're, we're understanding how to tackle these things on a, on a lower level basis and also on a high level, bigger picture angle. Right. You cannot underestimate human behavior. Right. That's another podcast on change management and user <laughs> adoption. But mm-hmm. it, again, people causes us to be successful or not. We need someone to do task on a project. People. So the more attention we place to human behavior, to resource management, to convey a level of empathy and understanding, to Brad's earlier point, people are now working from home. And we had ERP projects in in the pandemic. So what happened? They had to add on months to get the project done, but they didn't stop the project. Okay, Mm -hmm. that was key. So it all comes back to resources and management planning. Yeah, definitely. And we have to remember our clients are human too. They're going to do what you were saying earlier, Joe. They have to do their own job to keep their own company running while making sure they can implement ERP, which is no easy task for any client. And if I just want to kind of summarize what a resource management plan is, to me, it's just being proactive. It's getting ahead of the ball. It's kicking off a project with good visibility to forecast to and knowing, hey, we're going to have X, Y, and Z on this project for this many hours throughout this many weeks. And I think that's the best way to summarize it is being proactive. We want to mitigate risk for both ourselves and our clients, and it helps reduce costs even for our clients in the long run to make sure we're providing accurate and quality hours. Yes. And I'll add to that. The time tracking element of a project on some of our ERP projects is valuable to our client because that time that they track can also go towards capitalizing part of the project. I know that from our audit team, because we've helped quite a few of our audit clients with you know, implementations, and we showed them by tracking time according to the, the work plans that you two guys manage, helps them to capitalize the project and perform the right accounting treatment and, and don't hurt earnings in the short term. So another key aspect of resource management, and let's tie time tracking to that. Definitely. Jones, any? Mm-hmm. any no, I, I think, think we're all good. I think, Brad, I really, really liked your example about working from home because, and, and Joe, your example about people behavior, because at the end of the day, resource management planning is literally everywhere. It's We often look at this topic and we think, okay, resource management planning, okay, from the roles of a company and a project, but really it goes beyond that because there are similarities no matter what the topic is, whether it's on a personal basis, whether it's from a project governance and a project management perspective. And I think that there's a lot of takeaways even for myself as well, because everything is always very, very divisible and really being proactive is the name of the game when it comes to resource management planning. Clearly, clearly. Oh, 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 speak up, right? If there's concerns or, again, we have found that sometimes people are embarrassed to say, I really don't know how to do that, right? Think about it. Mm-hmm. We had some clients that we've asked them to do some things using some advanced skills in Excel, and they would nod and say yes. And remember the early warning sign, we would check in with them to see how you're doing. Well, you know, I ran into this problem, but if we dug a little deeper, we would find out they really didn't have the skill to do it. And they were a little embarrassed to say that. 
So we as consultants and advisors need to be perceptive of that, right? To help uh, our clients and colleagues overcome that. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that uh, wraps this up. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Take Me to the Cloud. We'll uh, be back on here shortly. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Thank Josh. you, everybody. Thanks, You've been listening to Take Me to the Cloud. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted of new episodes. For more information, visit witham.com.